Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Yeah, we've been talking about the difficulties around school bus journeys for, well, the past number of weeks, I'd say, and in particular, the lack of bus routes and even buses available. Parents often missing work uh, to bring their children to school. A lot of these issues haven't been resolved, but it's also proving quite difficult for parents um, with children with additional needs who maybe in many cases have to drive long distances to access school services. And um, Jade, you got in touch with us here on the programme. Will you just explain your own situation first of all, Jade? Um, well, the thing, it's it started really with us. We hadn't really heard anything regarding a driver on a, or an escort for Chanchill. Uh, and then the week before school was due to start, uh, the principal, Mr McGovern, he contacted me to let me know that Chanchill didn't have any transport, that I was going to then have to drive from North Drahada across to the lake to get her into school every morning. And how long and is that journey, Jade? It's, it can be about 50 kilometres because I can't sit in traffic with Chanchel with her um, as she has ASD. Um, she can sometimes get really frustrated if the cars aren't moving, if she's not getting to where she wants to go. So I'm sometimes driving up through the country, back road route as such, to get to where, to get to where the school is, yeah. uh, so that she's calm and regulated for going into school. So you're actually um, taking a different, longer route to get yes. to school each day um, yes. to, to, to avoid avoid traffic. What age is Chancel Jit? Uh, she's five and a half. Okay. So would it is this um, Chancel's first year in school? Yes, this this is, she's in an ASD class in Delix girls national school and uh, they have been very good for transitioning her in in the mornings which has been fantastic mm. but unfortunately the especially the first few days like up until the day before was only when I was informed that she wouldn't have a bus that actually told me uh, originally that she would have a morning bus but I would have to collect her and then it got to the stage I hadn't heard from anybody and then the I contacted Bus Aaron to see what was happening, basically. Mm. And they then told me that they had confused Chanchil with another child and she had no transport at all. So your so expectation then, around Chancel starting school was that there would be a place on the bus because Chancel is going to the, um, as you said, the ASD unit in, in Duleek or the ASD class in the Duleek school. Um, I presume that's probably, the, that's the closest, is it? Uh, it was, it, it, it's it's hard to get a place as many parents with children with special needs will find out it's just so hard and when you're, you're constantly like this time last year I was ringing every school around just to try and find her a place for this year and I had all the transport forms filled in in probably last January I think it was okay. Mr McGovern had told me and they have had nine months now so they knew about Chancel's transport before they even offered free transport to school. So that's also frustrating. We had contacted, like this is the fourth week now. Um, we've been told it was tendering that the first time they put out the tender that they weren't able to get anyone to take that contract. 
So they've put it out to tender a game and it's just a waiting game. Um, I had contacted TDs. Um, Amelda Munster got back. She's been trying to help us as best she can. My husband, he's been contacting Transport, Department of Education, Minister of Education, the Taoiseach, the Tanishta. Nobody's got back to us and it's sort of like, well, what, what can we do now? So for the past four weeks, you've been, you, you, you obviously transport then uh, Chancellor yourself, Jade. Yeah, and then I have another daughter that's just started preschool and she has names for her also. We're in the process of getting her diagnosed. So the mornings with the two of them in the car, in the traffic, like it's just sometimes very hard to keep not only one but two kids calm and, yeah. you know, so that, they're going into school and able to enjoy it instead of going in and maybe feeling a bit anxious. Well, it's an awful lot of pressure then on on you and the start of the day. Like, if you you say that, you know, you're actually having to pick an entirely different route to avoid the traffic to get into school. It's, what did you mention, 50 kilometres round trip? Yeah. So the... And that's, that's going to be, that's like what I would do in a day, just to get her to school, come back, home pick up my other daughter drop her home and my husband mm-hmm. he's had to take time off to make sure he's even awake and because he works night shift so that he's even available to look after one while I'm going back across to do lake to pick up Chancho. yeah so access obviously then to the bus service would would be game changing Jade for you oh yeah definitely like she she attended an ASD preschool in Tully Donnell for two years early intervention and the bus was always here in the mornings uh Chantal uses a communication tablet and she was able to say having her routine in the morning bus that was her ready she would come by the door know that our bus was going to be there for her to take her to school and that was her happy in the mornings. And, it, and that's a that's a big part of it as well, though, isn't it, Jade? It's the the sense of routine, and yeah, not kind of yeah. She, they really do need routine. Like up until, as I said, the day before school started, I was under the impression there would be a bus, and so I've been sort of getting her ready for school, saying, "Okay, the the bus is going to be here," yeah. and now it's not, and she's, there's no bus. She's having to adjust the me driving her to school now not only that but going to a new school and then not only that if or when a bus comes then having to transition her again from mummy isn't dropping you to school uh the bus is again yeah like it's a lot to put them through i personally think Uh, jade um porrick mcgovern that you mentioned who's the principal of the national girls school in dulik is with us here uh, on the line as well Porik, it's not a case then that, you know, the application wasn't submitted in sufficient time. It's um, like it's, is there any change that can be made? Yeah. So first of all, thanks very much, Andrea, for inviting us on. And Jade has mentioned very, very, very well there the lengths that she has had to go to to bring her daughter to school. And as she said herself, they're under pressure. The families who need it the most in this particular instance, this route isn't up and running. And it's because of the fact that it's a new service. This is what Bus Aaron have told us, that all existing services are prioritised and then any new services have to go to tender. Now, we're getting 
notice of this late, late August. And really, we're not in a position to facilitate a good transition for transport for the girls if we're being kept in the dark about this. But it's how very, could, very, the, how could yeah. the tender not have been put out, Parika, an yeah, awful lot I earlier than this stage? completely agree with you because really, I'll just even go through the dates. And Jade mentioned actually that too. The new admissions notice, we want to get all enrolments confirmed at the start of the year in term one for the following year because that gives us as a staff plenty of time to support an effective transition and for this particular instance the same thing for the parents they really have worked very hard with the school to support the effective transition documentation when enrolments are confirmed is then sent sen transport application to the ceno and then the CNO actually sends it on to school transport. And for the three children who this is affecting with the same bus route that isn't up and running, we received written documentation, written confirmation from our CNO on the 13th of January stating that the application had been forwarded on behalf of the three parents to school transport section. So really, I don't know what has gone wrong. I don't think mm. it's common practice for bus Aaron to actually sort their routes out until the summer months. And then that gives us very little time as schools okay. to hire bus okay. escorts. And in this case, we've hired a bus escort. She's ready to go. And I've appealed to school transport and to bus Aaron. And in fairness to bus Aaron, the chap that we're dealing with and has been dealing with the parents is doing, it seems, all he can know, at this moment in time. Okay. He's been instructed to, to cater for all existing services first and then to go to tender. The unfortunate thing about it is the first tender received no successful contractors, but I have appealed to school transport to put some type of interim measure in place because from my perspective as a school, we're an inclusive school. We cater for all abilities and the department has core principles for how schools should be run mm. and it's greatest need, greatest support. Okay. So the children who get the greatest need are facilitated. They get the most support, but in this case, the children who actually applied and their parents applied on behalf of them for school transport Transport nine and a half months ago don't get the greatest support. In this case, both yeah. Aaron have put them bottom of the list okay. and it's faced now with this sort of unfortunate situation. Sorry, just to, to even cite another example, Jade has mentioned the extremes to which she has gone to, to transport her daughter to school. In one other instance with three families, three junior infants this is that are affected mm. and there are families that are affected. In one instance, one parent is actually being forced to take two buses to get to Dalik and then walk okay. from the bus stop right. to Dalik and then to get a taxi from school to bring her home. And that has actually resulted in her missing some home care services at half past two because she's not there in the time. These are the lengths. Well, I think, I think yeah, we yeah. actually have another um, one of the parents too. Rosanna is on the line. Rosanna, you've two children going um, to the school that we're talking about. Do they have bus places? Uh, one of them does and the other does not. So, so how does that um, work, that one, one child can get access and the other can't? Basically, I have um, my older child, Connor. He's in the boys' school and he's in third class there. So he's been on the bus for a number of years. And Holly, my daughter, has just started in the girls' school then in September. And like that, we had our applications in months and months and months ago. I actually spoke with the inspector for our area back in March who told me at the time that he saw that I had Holly coming on as well and they'd have to put on a new bus but not to worry like it'd be sorted well in advance and then fast forward to seven days before school and I'm told that Connor has transport but Holly doesn't and the way it works is although the schools are on the same property like they're two separate schools so 
I'd have to drop Connor off down at the boys section and the, where you drop the girls off is completely up the other end. I can't be in the two places at once to wait for an SNA to come out and take them. So I have no choice but to send Connor on the bus at 10 to 8 in the morning and then drive off with Holly later on. And how far is the distance, uh, Rosanna? It is 14 kilometres from my front door to Delique School and that adds up to 280 kilometres a week I'm doing just to bring my daughter to school. Is the situation likely to change, Porrick? And I really think a lot of this comes down to the government announcement in July to have free access or to give access for free transport yeah. to all primary school yeah. children. And that's obviously put massive pressure on bus air and they're creaking at the seams. But I suppose the system doesn't prioritise the like of Rosanna and Jade's daughters, mm. which it should. And it's really, really unfair on them. They're actually having to travel the greatest distances and they actually apply for and have been sanctioned a bus escort for those routes. And they don't actually have anything there for them at this moment in time. And Bus Aaron have been good with the communication stating that the second tender has gone out okay. and they're hoping, hoping that there'll be a successful contractor appointed. There was zero contractors that wanted the route the last time. But really... I think there needs to be something, an interim measure, and I've pleaded on behalf of on behalf of the parents with school transport for something that will allow basically these parents to to, to get on with their daily mm. lives. And even some of them have had to take leave off work; they're out of pocket. And it really, I think, it's such a such a bad reflection on the system where where basically these parents are being fobbed off and fobbed off and fobbed off. They don't need any more excuses. They just need a solution. Okay. And I suppose as a school, we're contracted to employ the bus escort. We don't organise the routes. Bus Aaron communicates That's a bus Aaron, to us. Yeah. Basically, this is the route. Do you have a bus escort? And this is another issue, and I know it's slightly separate, but like the bus escorts, sometimes are given no notice as to what the routes are for next year, even if they're on an yeah. existing service. Okay. So in some instances, you... bus escorts are told that basically they have a job or they don't have a job at the end of August. Right. And it's leaving them in limbo well, as well. Absolutely. Do you feel like you're being fobbed off, Jade? Is oh, that... definitely. I just, I don't think, I, I honestly, like they say, there's no discrimination to anybody, everybody, because everybody's entitled to the free transport. But before that was announced, Chantal was already supposed to be getting free transport. So I don't understand how then they're favouring other routes over ones that were submitted earlier or that were already supposed to have it. What, what is there anything else you can do? I know you've mentioned you've contacted, you know, politicians and, and we're talking to you today, but you just sit tight and wait to, to find out what happens. There's, there's nothing really else I can do. Um, the only other option I've been given is maybe to apply for the transport grants, but that's not really ideal because Chantal needs the bus. Like I have, I have Priyanka that I have to get to preschool as well, and some of, and, and it's all around the same mm. time. It's a rush in the mornings, and the the need to have their transport, like she needs to have that that routine, okay. and it's. 
after having it for two years there, it's just gone now. I know, and it's, it's that change as well that, you know, can be the, the upheaval that comes with that too. Jade, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch with us um, and highlighting the issue here on the programme today. Rosanna as well, and Porrick McGovern, who's the principal of Dulik National Girls School. Thanks for your time on the programme. If there is any update, like do, please get in touch and let us know. At lunchtime life at newstalk.com is the email address. There's actually texts coming in now from people uh, talking about access to bus services right across the country. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.